Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Thursday, October 1st, and the total caseload in the country rose to 63 lakh after nearly 87,000 cases were recorded in 24 hours. The number of fatalities stood at 98,678. As part of Unlock 5.0, the Ministry of Home Affairs yesterday released a new set of guidelines allowing cinemas and multiplexes to open with 50% capacity from October 15th. While states and union territories can take a decision on whether to open schools on the same date, the limits on outdoor gatherings have been removed, whereas indoor gatherings will be allowed with 50% capacity. Kerala has now climbed to the third position among states with the highest number of active cases. With a record caseload of nearly 9,000 cases reported yesterday, the active cases in the state went up to 67,000. Only Maharashtra and Karnataka have more active cases, with 2.6 lakh and 1 lakh cases respectively. Globally, over 33.5 million people have been infected, while more than 1 million have succumbed to the virus. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi was arrested today in Greater Noida while on his way to Hathras in Uttar Pradesh. Rahul and UP Congress General Secretary Priyanka Gandhi were on their way to meet the family of the Hathras woman, who died on Tuesday after being gang-raped and assaulted. Their convoy was stopped near Parichok, prompting party workers and senior leaders to proceed on foot, with some functionaries saying they will walk down to Hathras. The administration in Hathras imposed prohibitory orders in the district to ensure law and order. Section 144 has been imposed in the district till October 31st. The administration has also ordered the sealing of the borders of Hathras district. Noida ADCP Ranvijay Singh said that Gandhi was stopped because he violated the Epidemic Act and would not be allowed to proceed forward. The UP police said Rahul was arrested under Section 188 of the Indian Penal Code for violation of an order. Visuals captured by news agencies show a scuffle between Rahul Gandhi and the UP police. The politician could be heard telling the police that he wanted to walk to Hathras alone and ask them under which section he was being arrested. The UP police claimed today that a forensic report of a young woman from Hathras had proved that she was not raped or gang-raped. Prashant Kumar, a senior UP police officer, said that the post-mortem report says the victim died due to neck injury. He added that the FSL, or the Forensic Science Laboratory report, hasn't found sperm in samples and that some people twisted the matter to stir caste-based tension. Such people will be identified, he added, and legal action will be taken. Experts point out that samples were collected days after the incident and sperms would not be present. The young woman from Uttar Pradesh's Hathras who died days after being gang-raped and tortured, was strangled, brutalized and suffered cervical spine injury, her autopsy report has said. The final diagnosis does not mention rape, but the report refers to tears in her private parts. According to the autopsy report accessed from the Delhi hospital where the 20-year-old died, she died of injury to the cervical spine by indirect blunt trauma. The woman had been assaulted by four upper-caste men from her village on September 14th. She was found by her family in the fields, naked, bleeding, with multiple fractures and a gash in her tongue. Two days ago, the UP police forcibly cremated the young woman without letting her family see her body and in the family's absence. The incident took place late at night, 3 a.m. to be precise, and left a huge question mark on the UP police's competence as a professional police force, as well as the state government's ability to tackle the steady cases of caste-based sexual violence. My colleagues Nidhi and Akanksha have been reporting on this case from Hathras. Their latest report contradicts the claims made by the UP police surrounding the woman's cremation.
You can find the report on newslaundry.com. It's titled, In Hathras, A Forced Cremation, A Media Circus, and A Life of Humiliation. If you like the work we do and want to read more ground reports on such pressing issues, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. According to the new unlockdown guidelines issued by the Ministry of Home Affairs, states and union territories can take a decision on whether to open schools from October 15th. The guidelines, which are to come into effect from October 15th, also say that PhD and postgraduate students of science and technology streams, those that may require laboratory work, can open, while a decision to open all colleges may be taken by the Department of Higher Education in consultation with the Home Ministry. The MHA has relaxed limits on gathering, both outdoor and indoor, and states and union territories can permit gatherings beyond the limit of 100 persons outside containment zones. The caveat, however, is that for indoor spaces, the gathering cannot exceed 50% of the hall capacity or 200 people. The new unlockdown norms mean that the only thing that remains completely barred outside containment zones are international flights, except when permitted by the MHA. India, by the way, already has air bubble arrangements with 13 countries. Business-to-business exhibitions are allowed too, and swimming pools being used for sports persons are also permitted to open, as are entertainment parks. Pakistan resorted to unprovoked ceasefire violation along the line of control, or the LOC, in Jammu and Kashmir's Norgam sector today, killing two soldiers. Defence spokesperson Colonel Rajesh Kalia said that Pakistan initiated an unprovoked ceasefire violation along the LOC this morning by firing mortars and other weapons. Kalia said two soldiers were killed and four sustained injuries in the firing from across the border and that Pakistan was given a befitting response. The development comes a day after another soldier was killed in unprovoked small arms firing and intense shelling with mortars by Pakistani troops in Jammu and Kashmir's Krishna Ghati sector of Poonch district. The deceased soldier was identified as Lance Naik Karnail Singh. General officer commanding of the White Knight Corps and all ranks paid their tributes to the deceased soldier and offered condolences to his family. Days after the Hathras gang rape and murder case, a 22-year-old Dalit woman died after she was raped in Uttar Pradesh's Balrampur. According to the police, the accused took the woman to a doctor after assaulting her, but when her condition deteriorated, they sent her home. Senior police officers said that two men, identified as Shahid and Sahil, have been arrested. The officer said that they had called her to their place on the pretext of friendship. But Rampur SP Dev Ranjan Varma told the media that on Tuesday, the woman did not return home till late night. When her parents tried to contact her on phone, they could not reach her. Late in the night, the girl came home on a rickshaw and in a bad condition, with glucose drips attached to her arms. She was rushed to a hospital, but died on the way. Verma said that an FIR has been registered and a probe was underway. Social media was soon rife with claims that the woman's arms and legs had been broken. The Balrampur police, however, put out several tweets denying this, saying the post-mortem report had not found such injuries. An additional SP-level officer has been given charge of the investigation of the case. Describing the special court's verdict in the Babri demolition case as far from justice, the All India Muslim Personal Law Board urged the CBI to challenge the ruling to uphold the law. The board said in a statement that the verdict was neither based on evidence and not in accordance with the law. However, the law board itself is yet to take a call on its next step. A spokesperson told the Indian Express that its decision would be based on the recommendation of its working committee, 
and the body secretary Zafar Yab Jilani said that the board could legally assist those who wish to become party to an appeal. Jilani said that he can't say whether the judgment will be challenged by the board or not. The board's statement on the verdict said that whatever may be the reasons for acquittal, it is also a fact that they have seen videos and photos of the Babri Masjid demolition. Who all were part of the conspiracy, they said, is an open secret. The statement also pointed out that in 1994, a five-judge bench of the Supreme Court stated that the demolition was a national shame and it shook the faith in the rule of law and constitutional processes. The body said that after the demolition of the mosque, a new wave of communal violence emerged in the country and, quote, we all see where we stand today, unquote. The statement said that Muslims, minorities and a large portion of Hindus are ashamed and feel sorry for the current state of affairs and that these events have shaken the fate in the temple of democracy and its institutions. Now back to the homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. This week on NL Hafta, Abhinandan Sikri, Manisha Pandey, Raman Kirpal and Anand Vardhan are joined by News Laundry's Jayashree Arunachalam and author Chetan Bhagat. The panel discussed the economic slowdown in India, the current state of the media, the NCB drug probe and the farm bills. On the media in Tamil Nadu, Jayashree believes that it's an outlier compared to Delhi media. Here's a snippet from the episode. I think the Tamil Nadu media in general is a bit of an outlier. It sort of favors more serious coverage than entertainment news. So like right now on TV channels, in newspapers, whether it's Tamil or English or whatever. So the focus is on schools opening. There's a court case that's going on about school fees. Then the government had constituted this sort of high level committee to suggest ideas for economic growth. So that's being covered in like great detail. I think the former RBI governor is heading it. So and they not only do they give it through headlines and like deep reports and stuff, but they also consistently have debates on it. There's very little space for this sort of dramatic stuff that you see on North Indian channels. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.